Today, we're going to be talking about our president, Joe Biden. He's uh, been under a lot of scrutiny as of late. Uh, here recently, there was a report uh, referencing a criminal case that was looking into him or a criminal complaint that was looking into President Biden referencing classified documents. And there was a, uh, I guess what you can call a, um, a cognitive test to see where he's at to determine whether or not he was fit to be, uh, you know, to stand trial for the crimes that he's been alleged to have committed. And in those reports, there's some disturbing things. Let's break it down. Let's get into it. Let's see. So the first thing I'm going to show you guys is some of the audio because he had uh, President Biden had a had a couple of interview or had a uh, interview earlier today and talking about that said document referencing his memory and his memory not being all that well. So let's get without further ado, let's get into this first clip. Is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out of is your memory and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad I let you speak. That's 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 my memory. My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory. Take a look at what I've done since I become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Mr. President, Mr. President, is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man. I just want to hear this one last part one more time. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out of- is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. His memory is so bad, he let him speak. I mean, there's some other concerning things that were brought out in this um, you know, interview slash press conference where President Biden was asked a few questions. This was the first time. I think that he was, you know, he's been asked questions about his memory and things of that nature. Um, You know, just a little bit more backstory here. Uh, Biden also declined to do the Super Bowl interview. So before the Super Bowl, it's traditional that the president of the United States go and does their, you know, their interview. And especially when it's an election year, you know, you're going to be put in front of hundreds of millions of people around the world that are going to be watching this Super Bowl. And you know, he chose not to do the the, the, the interview, which would be free, free publicity to him. So it's just one of those things that I'm like, hmm. All right, let's um, and we'll look at the next one. President, for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Well, many American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. Public that is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What What is your answer? Because I'm to that the most question? qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. So he tells the reporter that that is the opinion of that one specific reporter as far as you know, his mental decline and not the opinion of the press. Well, Mr. President, I think she is part of the press. You know, I think that this is going to be a situation where. Um, we might see a president being taken down due to lack of, of competency, you know, mental, you know, his mental judgment is going down, things like that. 
it's it's gotten really bad. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it looks just super concerning, you know, at this point. Um, he, he doesn't look like he's all there. He looks like um, he's being dragged across the finish line, so to speak. It, it's just crazy. I mean, let's look at what the New York Post had to say real quick. Doctors call for Biden to take a mental competency test after uh, scathing classified documents report something isn't right. Medical professionals have stepped up calls for President Biden to take a mental com- competency test after Thursday's blistering report from special, special counsel Robert Hur revealed that the 81-year-old can't remember basic facts about his own life and career. You know, I think that if you go back in time and you go look at, you know, Biden in 2020 when he was running for president, you know, even at that point, people were kind of pointing out some things that he was a little bit slower. You know, his memory wasn't quite there compared to how he looked when he was vice president. And if you go and look at it today and now, it's not good. I mean, he looks like he's on the decline. And you know, I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, this is an opportunity for uh, things with the 25th Amendment to get place put put in place and, uh, you know, to take Biden off as as president. You're then left with Kamala Harris. And I'm not entirely sure that Kamala Harris is uh, is the person that um, you <laughs> we want running the country, to be honest with you. Uh, I'll continue this. It says the her report released Thursday assessed that Biden was too senile to be prosecuted over his wrongful retention of classified documents and noted the commander in chief did not remember when he was vice president and did not remember even within several years when his son, Bo, died over two uh over two days of interviews in October. What's going on, Blue? How you doing, my man? What's going on, man? I was waiting for your text to say you were ready. <laughs> oh, my bad, my man. I just jumped on. I had set it up. So I'm not sure how much you caught, but Biden has been, you know, there's been some major concerns about his mental capacity. Uh, a special report was was put out there from Robert Herb referencing his capacity as far as his uh, ability to uh, take the standard or be tried in trial or and he was found to be a senile now if he's not fit to stand trial blue how do you feel about him running the country if he's not fit to be in trial then i think it's uh, a lot more important to run the country so i don't know man what, what is what is the plans if he can't you know be a president no more kamala Come harris is going to be the next yeah, until until, until the, the election the comes in yeah, I haven't seen her in the news at all, like like twice. Now, every time I see her, she's laughing, dude. And I'm not going to lie. I have nothing. To, you know, I don't really know anything about her or anything. Uh, I knew that she was a prosecutor, I think, in California. And there were some situations where I think she ended up putting people behind jail that were innocent. And when there was evidence that came forth that they were innocent, she uh, tried to hide those things and things like that. So, you know, she doesn't have the cleanest of backgrounds. I mean, I think that's basically the only thing I know about her. Um, other than that, she has one of the most annoyingest laughs and the most inopportune moments uh, ever, in my opinion. When, when she's asked questions, she just kind of goes around to questions and things like that and kind of laughs nervously. And it's just not for me. So uh, are you more comfortable with with Biden being there or, or Kamala Harris? Because to me, in my opinion, Biden being there is more like... Um, a puppet. He's Pinocchio, and we got to figure out who's Geppetto. Is that going to be uh, former President Obama? Is that you know Kamala Harris? Is that Schumer? Is that Congress? Who's who's pulling the strings on this guy? What what do you think? Man, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just know that he's 
he's up there in age. He's had some speaking issues since the beginning, but it looks like it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. So I think it is right that they might challenge him and say, hey, let's get a mental capacity test or something. Running the United States and getting the names wrong. Yeah. Other, you know, country leaders is pretty bad. I mean, I understand maybe once, but he's done it a few times. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it, it's gotten really, really bad. Now, you, you in the medical professional, uh, you as a medical professional, I'm not, you know, and, and not asking you as for your expertise. I know you're not a doctor or a therapist or any of those things. But do you see uh, symptoms of something that would concern you to recommend this guy to go see one of those? Um, you know, experts because, you know, he's showing some dementia or mental issues. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I think I see the, when he's when he's reading, he, he mumbles a lot more than I do. And I, I'm a mumble, <laughs> you know, and um, I think also like I, I like the fact that he forgets that, hey, don't read this part or re- read this part. Like they have everything labeled for him. Mm-hmm. Instead of him being able to speak for himself, you know, I mean, he's been caught more than once, you know, reading from the script. And, uh, you know, I, everybody has the right to vote for whoever they voted for. Good job I started. <laughs> so, but I think uh, from what I see now, yeah, he might, he might, uh, might be getting worse, you know. And then what's on the second base, the, you know, the, the, the backup hitter? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen her do anything. I haven't seen her. I haven't seen reports of, you know, Kamala flying to other countries, meeting with other executives or, I mean, other presidents, you know, like past vice presidents would, let's put it that way. I mean, he forgets a lot of things. There was, when he was referencing, like, the uh, how the accusations of him forgetting his son's passing, you know, he started talking about the rosary that his son got him. And he's like, you know, we got this, he, he gave me this rosary from the Our, Our Lady, uh, and then he just stopped. And then keeps going. You know, there was a part where he he called the Hamas the the man. I can't even pronounce the word he said. <laughs> the opposition. There we go. You know, he he mentioned talking to a a a French um, leader who had passed away in the late in the mid in the mid nineties. I, I think there's some huge concerns here. I mean, if you were a um, a foreign you know, leader or whatnot, and maybe perhaps English isn't your first language, and you have some translators there, and they hear something about your country there, and maybe perhaps he's meaning to say Russia, but he says another country or another leader, you know, and that leader or country is you. Are you going to take that as, you know, this guy's just old and senile, or are you going to take that as, a, as an actual threat? And it, can go, it can go both ways, depending on, on, on the person. Right, you know, but to some places we're we're kind of uh, it's a joke now, you know, and that's pretty sad. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and and, and this is something that I'm gonna play real quick that kind of references, you know, he's talking about the Egyptian leader, and he calls him the Mexican president. The conduct of the response in Gaza in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. I, I feel bad just watching him struggle with that one sentence. You know, I feel bad for him. 
Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, one of his aides could have been like, hey, you know, cut cut it right there, change it, wrong name, you know, but not going to do that on live broadcast. But even, like, his press secretary, I mean, she's pretty pretty far out there like he is, too, sometimes. You know, it diverts every question they ask her. And even it's, it's not even, like, like, trying to be a promiscuous question. It's just a regular question. And if it has anything to do with war and immig- immigration, she blows them all off. Yeah, I mean, you know, I saw a question that she was asked referencing Joe Biden's you know, make uh, mental capacity and, and the, and, you know, and how far it's going down. And, and she's, her response was, you know, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. I'm just not going to go there. Like, like it's not relevant or it's some, something that is so, you know, impossible to have happened. I mean, the signs are there. People are seeing it. Even, even the media who are protecting typically, uh, you know, the, the left side, you know, I'll say it, you know, you have a majority of the left you know, of the media is left leaning. You know what I'm saying? So you have even those guys questioning his, you know, culpability to be the commander in chief. Former first lady Hillary Clinton came out and she was talking about uh, Tucker Carlson and his interview with uh, Vladimir Putin and basically was saying things like he's a um, useful idiot and that they make fun of him if they do the translations. I mean, it sounded like she was being, you know, causing high school drama like, oh, you're going to be friends with that guy. That guy makes fun of you when you're not looking like that's literally what she said. And, you know, I think maybe she was a little bit worried about what may come out, you know, from Putin in that interview, maybe perhaps something about a purchase of a dossier that may have happened not too long ago. I don't know. But when you go and look at what foreign countries are really doing and who are they really making fun of? Well, this is from the BBC, one of our allies saying they both got pyramids, Biden gaff sparks memes. Right. So they put the uh, one of the Mexico pyramids right next to the Egyptian ones. I think this is making fun of him. These these are our allies that are making fun of our president. Yeah, they are. I mean, just look at the way everybody sees what the the Mexican president said the other day with the immigration that we were talking about. You know, he said, we'll help you with the aid of, you know, stopping the immigrants, but we need so much money and then we'll stop. And then we need, you know, so much citizen given to uh, Mexicans in the U.S. for over 10 years. And I think he's, he's, he's asking for that because he knows somebody might, you know, just sign over, you know, the, the house for free. I mean, it, it, they, there was an aid thing, right, that he's trying to get past or is getting past. I'm not sure when it comes to the border, but he wants to give like so many million dollars to Ukraine. He want more money to Ukraine. And we're having issues at our border. And, you know, maybe those issues have somewhat ceased a little bit here in Eagle Pass or, you know, along the Texas border. They're starting to increase in other places. But the only reason that they're starting to decrease amongst uh, along the border is because, you know, the state of Texas decided to defend themselves. They decided to say, no, we're going to take control. We're not going to allow, you know, illegal immigrants to come across and infiltrate our our economy, our system and just kind of, you know, the area. I mean, Eagle Pass, Del Rio, Laredo. I mean, all those places down in the valley or, or even in the state of Texas, it's not big enough for the amount of amount of immigrants that are coming in. That's why they're sending them out to other places, to these sanctioned cities. And now they're full. And now this yeah. president still wants to put 5,000 or allow 5,000 illegals a day to cross over. Where are they going to put them? There's there's nowhere for even us to house, like I said, our, our local families that are in need. There's no housing in San Antonio. You're 
on the waiting list for three to four years. People are homeless. The uh-huh. homeless shelter gets filled up every night by American families that can't afford the high rents. And you're giving away free living to somebody else that has not paid any taxes towards, you know, trying to be uh, a regular citizen. I mean, I, I mean, I, I understand some of their countries are, are bad, but there's so many countries that they go through to get here. And there's so many other countries that they can also go to. I have a friend that their country was in turmoil and they were given three options, you know, but they were flown from their country by the UN and by the US, you know, they got chose, you know, Australia to choose from, you know, they got us to choose from and they had Canada to choose from. These people are not given any options. The UN is just pouring money to them, giving them stop signs. Here's food. Keep going straight. There's the bus. They're going to give you a place to stay. They're going to give you free money every month. And, yeah. you know, like we can't, there's a, there's a mom down the street, you know, who can't, who's on, on uh, the housing list living at the homeless shelter because there's nowhere to, for her and her kids to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not like one of these moms that lives off, you know, the government. It's one of these moms that works full time, has kids and can't afford it, you know? Yeah, you're right. You know, and and one thing that you won't hear, though, Big Blue, out of the mainstream media, but we'll hear locally because we're here. You know, we're on the border. We're not that far away. We come from border towns is the fact that a lot of these illegal immigrants, when they're asked why they're here, they say Biden. The reason they come is because Biden opened the doors and are given the money and places to go. You know, it, it sounds it sounds OK and it sounds good in theory. But to think that no one else is going to take advantage of that is ridiculous. You know, to think yeah. that, you know, cartel members or people that are trying to actually cause some issues aren't going to come into this country and cause problems. I mean, you see it all the time. I, I can bring this up real quick. This is here in Texas. Let me show you this. This is out of um, Houston, Crash occurred on Route US 57 in Batesville. Suspect human smuggler was fleeing Zavala County deputies, Texas Department of Public Safety said. Here's a picture of the vehicle that they left behind. Yeah, I saw that. Two two American lives were lost. Yep. This ain't the first time. This is like probably, probably I want to say close to 100 times it's happened in Texas or Arizona or California where innocent families lose their lives because somebody's running from, you know, smugglers or you know, drug, uh, drug, um, mules are running from the, from the border patrol and the cops. Dude, I've seen it into somebody and they, it's cause they on purposely drive the on the wrong side of the road, trying to evade the police. There's videos of it. Dude. I, I've been in the middle of it, man. One time me and the, me and the family were heading back out and we're driving through, I want to say Hondo or Dehanus. And all of a sudden we just, you know, we see like this, I want to say like dust coming up from, from the distance. Right. And then you see this vehicle just hauling ass coming towards us, and it's a white SUV. And they're in the middle lane, in the middle turn lane, just flying past us. And then you see the the convoy of, of deputies and sheriffs and Border Patrol agents coming behind. And from what I understand, because I called a couple of law enforcement friends of mine that were in the area, the dude crashed somewhere, and I think a couple of people end up losing their lives. The whole nine yards, man. Like, this is something that is consistently happening. I don't think that the answer is to allow more people to come in and or to allow this to continue to happen. I mean, this is a safety concern, not just for the immigrants, because apparently, you know, some of these 
politicians take that over the, the, the lives of, of American citizens. If you wanted to put it that way, you're losing lives no matter where you look and it should stop. It needs to stop. There's, you know, this idea or this of this utopian world where there's no borders and you can just walk across here or walk across there. That only works when you've eliminated those that have no, you know, remorse or recourse when it comes to doing some evil or horrible things. You know, yeah. I mean, some of these people that uh, do the running, unfortunately, the driver might be an American citizen, but he's getting paid money to pick up these people. Right. And some of them it ain't. Some of them it's another illegal, illegal alien, you know, who's been living on this side, steals a car with fake plates on it and goes and they try to bring people through. I mean, the, the sad part about it is it's been an ongoing thing. It's going to keep on going until we fix some things. Yeah. Um, the sad other part about it is we don't really get help from the other side of the border. They no. want us to pay them for us to help for them to help us i mean they did a little bit of hope when it got out of control and they lost so much millions of dollars of tourism because mm-hmm. nobody was visiting them yeah they mm-hmm. did a little bit of cleaning up but they only did enough to hide it from our eyes mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things where like they swept it under the rug and you know where the where the dumb ones that keep stepping over it and feeling like the lego under the rug be like man there's something down there but i can't see it it don't, it don't bother me you know yeah so, no i hear you dude and <sighs> It's just crazy, man, how bad that this issue is on the border and and where it's going. You know, this is another situation here. This is I think it was 50 right here. It says 53 migrants died in remains of the nation's deadliest human smuggling event. Eight children, one pregnant woman were among the victims discovered in a sweltering trailer parked next to an isolated road in 2022. So, you know, the defendants and this stuff, they're going to court for this. This is just one instance. There are hundreds of. And if not thousands of people every single year, if not month, that are passing away, especially in the summers, who are trying to come across and who are being put in in 18 wheelers or being stuffed in small compartments. You know, I've done um, work with Border Patrol and Customs agents before uh, on grant work as as an officer. And, you know, I've seen and gone through some of the training of some of the stuff that they've seen. You know, I've literally seen a person hidden in the dashboard. Like, I don't even know how they fit in there. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? One of the things that, you know, everybody likes to say, what can we do? I mean, it doesn't matter it's, uh, what we do. There's always going to be that kind of stuff because people want to get to the place they want to go to. They're going to pay somebody. Mm-hmm. One of the ways that they get their money is through drugs or mm-hmm. contraband that they bring through. That's one of the ways. Yeah. And if the are well, fortunately us in the U.S., there's a lot of people out there that depend on that stuff. That that's why it, it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. But you don't make you you make it easier when you are allowing these things to happen. You're allowing oh, yeah. certain persons to take well, advantage. Like this. Before this, they were doing more drug busts because the border patrol, what the UN are in other countries, you know, what I mean? they weren't yeah. rounding up all the immigrants. They weren't busting them. They weren't taking them to their destinations. They were. Arresting them, taking them to the centers, processing them, shipping them back. That was the simple part. Now, and it wasn't, you know, 10,000 at a time. It was 20 here, 30 there, maybe 100 at the most. They weren't daring to come as big numbers because the more bigger they came through, they would get spotted and they would get sent back faster. They're occupied pretty much, I would say, half of the Border Patrol that that do work, you know, in those processing. They're just babysitters, man. We pay them to babysit. (laughs) You're right protect the country or, or, you know, stop illegal drugs from coming through. Yeah. 
You're 100%. Uh, real quick, before we move on to the conversation, I want to remind you guys of our sponsor here on this on this episode. It's going to be Data Seal. If you have any concerns about your privacy, whether it's your uh, name, phone number, address, voting preference, religious preference, preference, check out Data Seal. Uh, it's in the description, and I'll be putting it in the comment section afterwards. You get a 5% discount. And what they do is they sw- they wipe all your information off the interwebs. Take advantage of it, guys. It's in the description. There's a problem at the border. The you know the administration, the federal government, is basically telling Texas to stand down. I think they've even stripped powers uh, from from Texas, and the Texas National Guard are saying, "No, we're gonna we're gonna stand here. We're gonna take control of our border." According to the Dallas Express, People's Paper. Biden is to send Alaskan troops to the border. You know, this is not something, you know, for, uh, you know, giggles and say hello. This is a little bit of a conflict situation. They want to send National Guard to the border to to basically retake control. It says here an Alaskan guard uh, said last week that in a memorandum directed to people uh, to prepare for two UH-72 Lakota helicopters and 20 guardsmen who could be sent to the border in early 2025, the Anchorage Daily News reported. How does that make you feel, Blue, that Biden is setting, sending the Alaskan National Guard to to come to the Texas border where the Texas National Guard are trying to defend our state? I mean, first of all, I, I knew Alaska had a National Guard, but they said 20? Yeah, 20. That's, that's oh, about it. That's, that's nothing. No, I know. I know it's that's, nothing. That's, uh, that's like, you know, stand in front of the fence here and, and maybe... We can get a few photo ops next to Kamala Harris if she ever comes back to the whole border again. Right. You know, since since they've been in the president's chair, they've been to the border that I know of. Yeah. And they went to El Paso where nothing was happening. I mean, it was happening a little bit there, but not as bad as now in the other towns. And they were there for 45 minutes before they got back on the plane and left. Maybe two hours at the most. But I, mean, I want to say it was arrived, took a while to get off the plane, was on the floor for 45 minutes to an hour and took off. Just three years. Yeah. And that happened like two years ago. Well, I where, mean. Where are they? Where have they been? They haven't been here. Did, well, I mean, one, do they need to be here? The The border has typically been left leaning. They, do they need to go out there? They, they're going to go and, and lobby in the areas where they, they're, they're going to try to attract people, you know, your bigger cities and things like that. That's why they don't care about the border. It's small towns amongst the border. I think the biggest is what McAllen and Laredo and, and comparable. The biggest El Paso. How, how big is El Paso? Uh, Juarez is their nearest town. Well, Juarez, Juarez is big, but but that's why El Paso is connected to them. All right, but El Paso, it's kind of like Acuna. Acuna is like tremendously I, larger than their counterpart in the United States. I think it was more like a. Um, sorry, sad to say this, but it was more like a two for one special. You know. Let's go there, talk about the border, and maybe talk about gun violence because they had that Walmart oh, incident yeah. around that time. Yeah, I remember. I remember was, that Walmart like, incident. Yeah, so it was like a two-for-one special. Yeah. Had to say it, but they never went back. Yeah, well, if it doesn't benefit them. What do you think, though, that if these Alaskan troops end up going, now they say in early 2025, uh, by then... You know, Biden could be on his way out of the White House. There could be a new president-elect coming in and and things. Are, it may never happen. But if it does, do you think that this is a step towards civil war? Not this. I mean, All right. Well, I like Alaska. I've always, I've always wanted to go fishing out there. and Hopefully a bird don't eat me when I go. But, you know, um, 20 is what, you know, San Antonio SWAT team has. You know what I mean? It's nothing. No, I, I agree. I agree. But if something were to happen to those, you know, 20 guardsmen, let's just say 
um, you know, they get a little bit, conf there's a little bit of conflict. I mean, you know, one is representing the federal government, you know, that's an assault or, an, you know, crime against a federal employee or federal agent, you know, the, the Texas national guard at that point by, you know, violating these orders are, are probably acting in, you know, some sort of manner that, that I think that you would expect Biden and them to try to convict some of these guys. I think the other reason he probably wants to do this, it's, it's good training for their, uh, their troops. <laughs> I don't know, man. Training when you're going to go put some th in a hostile situation that you're tr that you are against the local authorities. You're you're going against yeah. the local the local but people, and you're putting you're putting more federal agents there in a hostile place where it's already kind of you know it's not it's not the best. Now, I mean, when you know if they show up, they're you know I highly doubt the Texas National Guard the you know, Texas officials are going to like raise their guns at them or anything like that, but they're going to yeah. tell them, Hey, you're not going to go forward here. You know what I mean? And if, I, if, I if, if one, one of them gets are, a little froggy, what can happen? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I mean, you already know how tempers can flare when different agencies mix, mm -hmm. uh, but national guards have the same thing. There's, you know, whatever state there's a national guard from or protect the U S yeah. so we all have the same kind of, they have the same principle. So in that sense, they should be able to work with each other. They should, now, now but they're not. Where he, he's going to spend a million? I doubt it because you know what? Texas well, has been paying everybody to come down here. Well, let me let me, sure let me read the, this. The, the piggy bank. You know, right. Well, well, let me read this because you, you might be reading it wrong. So Biden wants to send the Alaskan National Guard. The governor of Alaska has said, well, if you do that, we're going to send a million dollars per month to Texas to help Texas with their border problems. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, I did read it wrong. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the Alaskan governor is on the side of Texas doing what they're going to do. He doesn't have any say on the on the Alaskan National Guard if, if they get deployed somewhere else, right? Yeah. Um, he says that he's willing to give them a million dollars a month because it would cost the federal government roughly a million dollars a month to send 20 guardsmen out there and have them housed uh you know out there in texas per month one million dollars is what the budget is that's crazy i don't think it cost a million they look what they built in uh in del rio they built that little national guard area mm -hmm. and they have plenty of little huts there for them the little campers and i'm pretty sure yeah. they'll, they'll rent it out to them or even give them a spot for and, 20 and, guys and, and here's get, the thing oh, go ahead, they, go. Get, they get everything there man they get meals they get their clothes washed they get everything and yeah I've met a few of them at the lake. <laughs> I'm sure you did, man. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, and this is the other reason why I'm also bringing this up. So you have a governor who's willing to send a million dollars a month to defy the president of the United States. There have been 13 states that have joined Abbott at the border to 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 help this situation. You have Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, Tennessee, and Utah. I'll read this. It says their visits followed a group of 26 Republican state attorney general, including Treg Taylor of Alaska, warning the Biden administration in the letter, get out of the way in the Southern battle uh, dispute. How do you think Biden's going to handle this? I mean, he's, I'll say this as you know, the older that he gets, the more, you know, angry he's become, you know, he's been off the hinge a little bit more, you know, he, he, he snapped at a reporter, you know, they have to do they had to give him, you know, softball questions 
Because if it's difficult, he walks stage right when he should have walked stage left. He comes back, he walks around, he circles on the on the stage, and then he leaves. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that this is, is leading to a very crazy situation, man, to be honest with you. Now, I think that the sides and the fact that, you know, you have the, the Republican and the, and, and the Democrat sides, I think they've gone too far away. They, they, they're, they're, they're spread apart. They're, they're ideologies. It's gone to the point where even common sense doesn't work if the opposition is, oppo- is in favor of something that is common sense, such as the border. To protect our borders, it, this isn't something that's been new. This isn't something that our, our government started with Trump. I mean, it started with, you know, Bill Clinton. Barack Obama had cages and stuff like that. In fact, that's where they came from. You know, all these cages that said that, the, you know, Trump put them in and stuff like that. They came from the Obama administration. They actually came before that, you know, like Dick Cheney had a big, you know, security company. and Right. Uh, but they were utilized during that time. And, you know, yeah. that's where Trump got them. Were from what yeah. he had used. He didn't develop more, you know, I don't think he made new cages, did he? No, I mean, they're not even cages. They're just, you know. Right. Like, well, that's what they called them. Processing centers, you know. They, I think 26 Republican state attorney generals, you know, warning ad, uh, Biden administration. I mean, that's almost, that's, well, I mean, it's over half. If we don't come together and do something about the border crisis, because the president, current president, vice president, are going to do nothing about it without first asking a gimme for another country, then they have to do it internally themselves because that's the only way they're going to get it done. It, I mean, it's always like, we'll do something for the southern borders if you give us 10 times as much budget for this other country. That There's other countries that can aid them also, but we have to be the main ones that aid them. Yeah. That, you know, a couple million dollars get lost here and there in translation from here to there. You know, rockets go missing, money for rockets go missing. And it's crazy how I was watching this report, how the government themselves messed themselves up and created the monopoly of the firearm companies that are out there right now because they didn't want everybody like trying to hike up the prices. So they made a monopoly where they were only certain companies and everybody bought themselves out. And now they control the prices of everything. You know, the same rocket that we used in 90s, they're still using these days. And, you know, back then there were... $800 rockets, now they're $26,000 rockets. Hmm. But the same rocket, same company. It's just, now they can control the price because there's nobody else building them. Yeah, it's a monopoly. Because the government told them, hey, y'all can't have so many companies, you're too competitive, you're driving up the prices too much, and then we're going to do this this year, we're going to change it where none of y'all can compete against each other no more. And they built the monopoly where they own us now for right now. Mm-hmm. Until you know, that's the thing is like, okay, we have all these manufacturers of all these weapons and we're paying them so much money, uh, but we got these troops sitting around. Why don't we, you know, hire, hire some engineers, build some factories and build the damn shit ourselves again like we did before. Well, it costs more money for us to build it. You know, it, it's cheaper to outsource things, whether it's to China or Mexico or whatever the case may be. You know, it's always cheaper to outsource it. And it if is. If you're going to want to put it here in the United States and make that something that is, you know, where people have to turn to, you got to do a couple of things. But one, you got to probably if you're going to want the American people to choose the American product, it has to be at least equivalent in price. So what you do is you, you, you add some tariffs to some of these you know, Chinese products and things like that. That'll increase the price of their equipment or their product. That way it's, it levies it out. 
But then that comes with that is more cost, more inflation and wages got to go up and and the value of the dollar goes down. You know, and I think that's you know, kind of how we are right now, I guess. Twenty six states. I think that this is something that is is going to turn a different way. Now, do you think, Blue, that there's a world where, you know, these 26 states or at least maybe even just Texas, you know, because they have the power to secede? You know, is there a possibility for a peaceful divorce? You know, given the fact that, you know, the ideologies and thoughts are so far different and nobody wants to agree with the other side, it's just complete chaos. Maybe perhaps if there was a separation there, maybe there'd be less conflict. You know, if they're talking to each other as two different nations versus two states of the same nation, there'd be less of the want to try to control each other. Or, for, you know, because then they'd be on equal terms, so to speak. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's just too uh, too crazy to consider right now the way our morals are set. But uh, maybe one day that could happen. I mean, you never know. You've seen other countries do it. Well, every country, every country fall. I mean, every every great power up to this point has fallen. And if we think that the, you know, the United States of America isn't isn't going to ever do so. You know, in the manner that we're acting now, it's going to happen much sooner than later, in my opinion. I think we we stand stronger with you know all fifty states. I, I don't I don't disagree that we do probably stand stronger with all fifty states. Fifty states, but do all fifty states stand together right now? I don't think so. I don't think that they're standing together. I don't think that they're united. Uh, they're definitely not united. There's you know, if you have twenty six state attorney generals telling the president of the United States to get out of the way. Stop telling us what to do. And you have the president of the United States basically threatening to send National Guard down to the border. You're really like one or two instances of something crazy happening where it's going to go in a direction that we can't stop it. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. With, or it can turn out. I mean, anything can turn into, you know another inside the country kind of battle but but here's the thing guys and i'm gonna, gonna continue on this all right so biden is um you know he's gone through this whole thing you know they're questioning his his mental state they're questioning his ability to um you know have cognitive thinking and things like that well the dnc now is accusing rfk jr uh he's a guy that's running in the democratic party for for president against biden um they they're accusing him of colluding on the ballot to access effort or, and I'll read through this cause I'm not entirely sure what all that means, but they are now basically going, uh, you know, attacking the, the guy that gives Biden the most competition for the position. I think that this is an effort so that there is no competition against Biden. They want to keep him there. I think, you know, when you look at his mental decline and you look at where he's at now, I feel that it is you know, if I was a foreign country and I saw something like this, I would definitely try to infiltrate it. You have a guy who is it's just a shell of who he was. He's just a body. If you can get the right people around that person, you probably can maneuver whatever you want by pushing this guy one way or the other, telling him what to say or do or putting it on a on a card. He'll read it. He'll say, OK, you know, he's not really running the strings here. You know, he's not really, the, you know, the guy. That's calling the shots, in my opinion. But let's let's read this. It says the, the Democratic National Committee announced Friday that is filing a federal election commission complaint against Robert F. Kennedy Jr. an independent presidential presidential independent presidential campaign and the super PAC supporting him on allegations of the two colluding with Kennedy on the ballot access. So I, I think you know what Kennedy did drop out of the 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 Democratic and went to the independent. But he was the guy that was running right next to him. 
On, de- on December 5th, Super PAC American Values 2024 announced it would invest $10 million to $15 million in ballot access with the aim of getting Kennedy on the ballot in at least 10 states. Uh, in the FC- FEC complaint, the DNC claims that the states in which American Values 2024 has announced a ballot access in- initiative each require the candidate to submit draft signature petition for the state's approval, turn into completed forms, identity, and the individuals who collected the signatures and obtained certi- certification for circulators. But yeah, I, I think that when it came to RFK, he he wanted to debate Joe Biden and Joe wouldn't debate him. Right. And and I think that he saw the, the writing on the wall and he ended up, I think, going to the independent. I really didn't know that. I, I thought he was still running as as a Democrat. So that's news to me. The DNC complaint alleges that the super PAC is coordinated in activity with Mr. Kennedy and his com- campaign in a way that violates the federal campaign finance laws. Our complaint asked the FEC to begin an investigation and remedy the violations that they find. Well, I mean, you're, you're saying that many violates the federal campaign laws, but I, I hope you'd say why or how. In previous conversations with CBS News, both the Super PAC and Kennedy campaign have said that they have legal experts guiding them through the process and both are pursuing ballot access separately rather than doing the hard work itself of using uh, money raised in compliance with the candidate contribution limits. The campaign is taking shortcuts. All right. What are these shortcuts? In a statement sent to CBS, Kennedy's campaign manager and daughter-in-law, Amaryllis Fox Kennedy said that this is a non-issue being raised by a partisan political entity that seems to be increasingly concerned with its own candidate and viability and viability. And I agree. You know, they're concerned with what they have, and Joe Biden. And if they get, you end up getting an RFK on the ballot, even as an independent, he ran as a Democrat. You know, the reason they don't like him is because he was anti-vaccine, right? You know, the Democrats didn't like him because he was anti-vaccine. If he's in there, he's probably going to pull some Democratic votes away from Joe Biden. And thus, he's not going to have, you know, the amount that you would, you know, he would need to win. You know, you're, you're going to separate the Democratic vote by having him on there. And so they don't want him on there, even as the independent, uh, solely because of that, in my opinion. The DNC advisor, Liz Smith, who also on Friday's press call said the DNC believes Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s campaign and primary super PAC backing his campaign are illegally coordinating and in violation of federal uh, election law. What we are witnessing is the outsized illegal influence of an individual mega donors like billionaire Tim Mellon, Donald Trump's largest donor in this cycle, who gave American values the exact 15 million paycheck uh, they said they would that they needed for ballot access. OK, during a call, reporters asked if the Democratic Party is concerned that Kennedy might peel off votes in swing states as President Biden's age potentially becomes a bigger campaign issue. That's just what I said. And that's definitely the concern. Our DNC advisor uh, Ramsey Reed replied that the party is concerned that Donald Trump and his mega donors are are propping up RFK Jr. So do they have proof of this? You know, I guess because, you know, Tim Mellon was a donor to Donald Trump at one point. You know, he's also a donor now to to RFKs. You know, there was a lot of people who who stopped following Trump after the 2020 election because, they, you know, they didn't like what he had to say during the debate and things like that. You know, even even Republicans, you know, this guy doesn't have the right to change his mind or where he wants to put his money at. I don't know. It seems like, like I said, they're kind of concerned that there's going to be a situation where some of the the, the votes go that would have gone to to Biden are going to go to RFK and that's going to uh, that's going to shrink in his support and the vote count and he's going to end up losing. 
The last American Values 2024 FEC report uh, shows that Mellon, who had previously backed former President Donald Trump, was one of PAC's top donors. Mellon made three different transactions from uh, to the Super PAC from July 1st, 2023 to December 31st, 2023, totaling $10 million. According to the FEC report filed in the first half of the year, Mellon also donated another $5 million. Fox Kennedy said in a statement to, that, to her knowledge, we have yet to receive any signatures for American Values PAC or, or any PAC nor have we provided any information that is not available to every volunteer or media outlet on our public website. I am aware that they have their own signature collection tracker on their public public website, but we take our FEC obligation seriously and we're not permitted to sell PACs. What they should and should not do with their money, Fox Kennedy added. The co-founder of the American National uh, of, of the American Value 2024, Tony Lyons, said in a statement to CBS that the FEC complaint is just another desperate DNC tactic to defame Kennedy vilify him and drain him uh drain his campaign and campaign funds so i mean I, I think that this would look a little bit suspicious if you know if this guy was currently giving donations and melanin that is to donald trump and to rob rfk but as they said i mean you know if somebody wants to give you a donation how, how is that the, the fault of the person that's receiving the donation if everything's done right to their knowledge you know what i'm saying you know, it just seems like a lot of ways of, of trying to manipulate the system so that way, you know, the, the outcome is in their, in their favor, in my opinion. But this is something that, like I said, is, is, is concerning to me. I live in Texas. I know that things are getting kind of heated. I know that here as of recent, you know, the border crossings have kind of slowed down because of what, you know, our government has decided to do about, about the border and to step up and do something. You know, I know that Biden and you know, the government is trying to pass this thing where 5,000 illegals get to cross every single month. That's in, every single day. That's that's insane. I don't see how this benefits our country. Um, I don't see how it benefits the, the citizens of our country. You know, I don't, I don't see how it benefits our economy. You know, I understand that there are some people that uh, may be going through some things in other places and, and are trying to get out of there. You know, not not every one of them, but some of them are, you know, maybe majority of them are. Maybe the majority of the migrants that are coming across are people that are seeking asylum. You know, but there's a way to do it and a way to to do it right. You know, and and there's a risk if you do it wrong. You know, if you, if you try to sneak in and and do it the wrong way, well, the risk and the consequences that you're going to be deported back and you know, put in jail for a little bit. You know, that's the risk you take. That's a risk anybody takes when they decide to break the law. You know, whether it's a small risk, you know, a small thing that you're deciding to do or, or a big crime you're deciding to break. You know, you're putting your life on the line and they're in that moment and you're you're accepting the consequence that if you get busted doing this, you're going to do the time for it. All right. And you, you really don't have any say for it. You know, it's going to be 12, 12 members of your peers that are going to be judging you and uh, oh, the jury and the whole nine yards. Yeah. Let's uh take a few comments and questions. Cartel question mark. Yeah. I mean, they definitely come in through. Uh, I've known situations again. I used to work with customs border patrol agents, you know, not, 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 I wasn't an agent, but I worked alongside with, them. and yeah, there've been times where cartel members will kidnap a child in Mexico and take them to the border and claim that they're their own so that they can get into the border. You know, that was something that was real common and something that was happening during the whole catch and release. You know, a lot of bad people did that. They, they kidnapped kids, took them across the border, pretending they were their own. The kids weren't going to say anything. They were, they were terrified. You know, I think majority of them probably saw, you know, their parents either perish in front of them or or beaten 
you know, when they were taken or them themselves were beaten prior to getting out there. It's a very dangerous situation. And, and the thing is, there would probably be less kidnappings in Mexico if it wasn't if that wasn't the case. You know, if if the cartels and the bad people that are coming across didn't see that as an avenue to come across, then they wouldn't be kidnapping those kids in the manner that they were doing for the purpose that they were you know, doing it. And it's not saying that they wouldn't kidnap anybody or it would stop it completely. That's that's impo- that's that's not true. But I, I, I do think that it would have deterred that being a an option for you know, some of these individuals to make entry into the country. I hope that makes sense. Let's see. Mexico just raised their minimum wage. Why aren't people migrating there other than Americans and Mexico just passed China as our leading importer? How does Mexico skate on this? I mean, you kind of have to have a backbone, right? You know, you got to go in there and say, hey, you got to do this. You got to do something. But you also have to have support of your of everybody. You know, I know that Trump came out saying that they're going to build a wall and that Mexico is going to pay for it and this, that and third. And, and I don't think it ever really got done like that. And a lot of it is because, in my opinion, you have the backing of both sides. And I think that's going to happen with whoever's going to be president. You're never going to get the backing of the opposition from for some of the bigger things. Right. Maybe some of the small things, little taxes here and there. You know, there's going to be some compromise. But when it comes to some of the larger debates and arguments, it's going to be hard. And the problem extends to the northern border uh, in northern New York. Immigrants are piling through and there's very little attention there. Yeah. I mean, they're going to find a way, you know, if, you know, Texas put a stop to it. You know, they're not just going to stop sending in all those illegal immigrants. I mean, each one of them, that's money for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of money involved with this. I mean, people pay mules and coyotes to take them across and follow them and, and to drive them into certain areas and things like that. So it's a multi-million dollar business. You know, they're going to find a way to continue their business regardless. The truth is that they have let in 22 million. The media is not telling us the truth. I mean, I've, I've seen the amount of people at the border before. I wouldn't be surprised if it's if the number is up there. I don't know about 22 million, but uh, I, I'm fairly positive. The number is really, really high, really, really high. Two wrongs don't make a right. Get them all out of here. Uh, they bring drugs to the U.S. Fentanyl will end up killing more and more people. We don't want to uh, have any people here. We won't have any people. Here. Yeah, fentanyl is a crazy thing, and that is something that has been crossing over. You know, but I'll be honest with you. A part of me thinks that the fentanyl thing could be, and this is just 100% conspiracy, 100% my thought, no basis in truth. I have no evidence for this. But I thought, and I wouldn't put it past that it'd be our own government trying to weed out you know, certain persons in the population, population control type of thing. You know, if they're trying to, you know, if the thought is, hey, we need to lower our population or control the amount of people that we have on our planet. And we want to do it in a ways that we want to make sure that those that are left or, or that are going to be moving forward are those that we want to maintain in society. And perhaps we're going to try to get, you know, lose those that are, are having drug problems or, or habits and stuff like that. So let's, let's infiltrate the drug scene by emplacing or placing in a dangerous uh, mixture like fentanyl, putting that into the drugs. So that way it weeds out some of these harder addicts that are taking these harder drugs and stuff like that. And so I, that's my personal thought, my opinion. I've heard of this theory that, you know, population control and things like that. And I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I'm saying. Just my personal thought, nothing, nothing there. What are people's thoughts about expediting work visas for people who have specialized skills, nurses, teachers, etc.? I mean, I'm not opposed to anybody coming over here and wanting to work and things like that. You know, I, I think that one of the one of the concerns about it, and it's this is your this is your country for you. It's supposed to be free, right? Is here in America, you're taxed for everything, right? Whether 
you know, your tax to live. If you own a property, you have property taxes. You have to pay taxes when you buy your house, pay taxes every year. You know, you want to buy a car, you got to pay taxes on that car. You got to register that car every year. You know, you're forced to put insurance on it. You know, you want, you want to go buy something at the store. You're getting taxed again on, on, on purchase taxes. You know, if you want to get some gasoline, there's taxes on that. If you want to smoke a cigarette, there's even more taxes on that. And if you're somebody that's working in the United States and sending the money back home, you're not paying those taxes on those goods that you, that, you know, the United States rely to circulate back into the, the economy back into the, the, you know, finances there. It's going to a different country. It's going for a different reason. And because of that, I think that's why um, a lot of the government is opposed to that. Uh, perhaps if there was an ad additional tax for somebody sending money over, then at that point, it's probably you know, makes a little bit more sense. But at what cost? I mean, if you look at how much we're getting taxed at, you know, at the fuel pump, at the grocery store, at the checkout line, at your paycheck, you know, on your property annually, that's a lot of money that they'll be losing. They don't want to lose money. That is the government. I, I don't know if bringing in folks, if, you know, for me personally, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I, I wouldn't care. You know, if you're, if you're going to come out here and you're going to provide for, you know, society and be a, a helpful member to society and, and things like that, then yeah, I mean, we can use all the help we can get, you know, our, our teachers, our nurses are probably one of the understaffed professions in the United States. You know, there are some good people that work in Mexico that live in Mexico. In fact, you know, if you go to the border and you go to the doctor in Mexico, it's probably one of the doctors from the United States or vice versa. If you go in, you know, especially on the border, you go to a doctor in the United States. Most of them either are from or work from Mexico. So we need someone ballsly to run this country. I agree. I, I find the, you know, the United States kind of being a little position here of showing weakness, given the situation that we have, you know, our, our, our country is being divided. You, you have 26 states, you know, backing you know, Texas and their border, you have the president doing what he's doing with the National Guard. And it's just a sign of weakness. We're not together. There's, it's not united. That's been something that has been a worry, you know, for the last few years is that uh, one of the things to take over government is to, you know, the first thing is to separate them, right? Cause problems, division. And those are the things that have been happening, you know, probably since the late 80s, early 90s, something like that, where it, it slowly started getting just worse and worse and worse. We need to rest that with all the candidates, quite honestly. Yeah, I, I don't I'm not opposed to that. The only thing is, though, also is like when it comes to to politicians and this is just my stance. I don't care if you're right, if you're left, if you're red, if you're blue, I don't trust you. <laughs> just faint, plain truth. I don't trust you. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You can be on the aisle. I don't trust you. Uh, to me, everybody's in it for themselves. And if, you know, in the process of somebody helping themselves, they can help you. Maybe perhaps they'll do it. But that's not the um, that's not where I want to put my money at or my bets. I'd rather bet on myself. You know, so I'm, I'm for less government overall. I'm for less regulation. I'm for less somebody telling me what to do, you know, whether it's how I run a business or what I want to put in my own body. You know, if I want to uh, consume a you know, a green leafy substance, you know, that's currently illegal in Texas. Well, whose business is that? Why does it bother anybody else? So in that aspect, I'm a little bit more on the liberal side, right? Like, you know, if somebody wants to go and smoke some weed or whatever the case may be, you know, let them do it. Why do I care? If it causes issues for them, they'll have to answer it. Everybody has to answer for their own problems, right? I live in California and I'm seeking a huge difference. Poop on the sidewalks, businesses closing because of they're there. Uh, there are tents in front of shot 
tents in front of the of the shops. Yeah, it's getting bad. It's getting bad everywhere. It's getting bad everywhere. Taxes, taxes, taxes. We all pay. Yeah, that's true. That's one thing we can't get away from. It's a, it sure does cost a lot to live in a free country. We don't like RFK Jr. because he's a nut job. His own family is the son. You know, I really don't know much about him other than the fact that he was running for the uh, obviously his connection to JFK. But, you know, he was running in the Democratic Party. I found out that he's now running independent. But uh, I think that the biggest thing Democrats weren't pleased with was because he was anti-vax. Uh, I don't know what other policy that he has or doesn't have. Will you know, that, that they don't like. I do also know that he, he rode around in Epstein's plane. I don't know how that helps or hurts his case to be president. We'll see. March says Trump's percent of votes short in 2020 was equal to the amount uh, percent of libertarian votes. So third parties knocked him out. Same with Hillary in 2016. And it's probably what's going to knock out uh, the Democratic Party in this one. You know, I think that a lot of the the folks that were in the middle, given the situation that's been going on, the amount of money that's been going in other places, such as Ukraine and, and other wars that are on the other side of the world. You know, the, the the possibility of a civil war here, like, like things have just gone exponentially worse over the last few years than what they were. Have you where did it go? Have you seen the videos of illegals carrying firearms across the river? I, I have not. But that is a huge federal crime. Huge. But then again, like, you know, who's trying to get these people in our federal government? The cops kicked in the head in New York and then let go with no cash, no bill. Yeah, they, they end up finding a few of them in, in Arizona. A couple of days later, they, they they split. They took off. No bill said, hey, basically what they said was, you know, these people aren't from here. So, you know, they don't have jobs. They don't have money. They can't afford bail. So we're going to just let them go free, regardless of the heinousness of their crime. Where does that make sense? I mean, you know, you'll put American citizens in jail for how long for for weed? for a roach, for a joint, for, for, for any of those things or for, and, and, and you'll put them in there for a long period of time. And yet you'll have these people that are committing these heinous crimes go, come off on, you know, basically a slap on the wrist. And in fact, they give them money. They give, it's, it's a benefit to commit crimes in the state or in this country. It, it's become a benefit. If you, if you commit a crime and cross in illegally, they're going to give you X amount of money and a bus ticket to wherever you want to go. You know, you can start your future and your life over and and they give you a phone because in their minds, they're like, hey, if we want them to come back to court, we got to make sure that they got a phone so they know when to come to court. We need to make sure they got money so that they can get on their feet, get a job and and work. So that way, when time comes for court, that, they're, that they'll be able to make it. They'll have everything situated. They'll, they'll be able to come back. And you know what? I think to their real surprise, they're finding out that you know, they're still not showing up. They're just taking the money and run. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You know, they don't know who you are. You could have lied to them about who you are. Your fingerprints and DNA ain't going to show up on any information stuff in the United States. I was once a hardcore Democrat. And I'm absolutely embarrassed and ashamed of how I once thought. I was very naive. I I, I don't want to call myself like, you know, Republican or Democrat. I, I, I like to call myself me. Like, for instance, I've I've gotten into debates with people before and I'm like, look, if you're going to spew off things that you've read online or something that somebody's told you, all right, cool, whatever. There's no point in arguing. But if you're going to think for yourself and come up with logical things and think right, then, yeah, let's let's talk about it. You know, I, I've I've had debates with with folks that have said, you know, school studies have showed this and that. And I'm like, hey, you know, who controls the school? I'd rather get some information that's non-biased. That's all I'm saying. 
But I want to thank everybody for, for joining me tonight. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Please hit that like and subscribe button. Ring that notification bell. But until next time, we'll see you later. Peace.